evil who is ruling your life. Now, at any point in time or in your life, there's, there's, uh, we talked about the three parts, hallelujah. One of them is, either, is, is always dominant. Initially, it might be your flesh, that's dominant. Or it might be your soul, that's dominant. Or it is the spirit man, that's dominant. Hallelujah. Now, the reason why we are looking at this, because if you are going to be a strong uh, Christian, hallelujah, if you are going to be a child of God who moves and lives according to the Spirit, you have to understand, hallelujah, how, uh, oh, you have to understand the extent of the spirit man. When Paul is talking about strength, and he says that you'll be strengthened in the inner man. You have to know which man needs to be strengthened, which appetites you have to follow. Oh, which, which appetite to subdue. Hallelujah. So at any point in life, it's either you are led of the flesh, or you are led of the spirit, or you are led by the soul. Hallelujah. Now, we have, we have Christians that are solical. They are led according to their intellect. Everything is according to what is written in books. Hallelujah. Everything is according to what, uh, what, what, what scholars have said. Hallelujah. We have what we call atheists. They try to bring reasoning, right, right. To, to what they believe. That they bring reasoning uh, uh, to, to dispute. They are, they, are, uh, they are not believing in God. Hallelujah. They are, everything to them is based on logic. When they think of the, the origin of man, they want to bring in the theory of evolution. Hallelujah. Because they want to put theory and they want to put logic to everything. Hallelujah. But they are led according to the soul. There are some people that are also led according to, to their feelings. I don't feel like going out to church this morning. Hallelujah. That's the extent, right? The, their feelings, the soul man is, is the one in charge. When you don't feel like waking up, you don't feel like waking up and you don't do anything. Hallelujah. You are being led by the, by the soul. That's not the spirit man leading. Hallelujah. Now, if you are, like I said, if you are going to be a, a child of God, right, that understands the things of the spirit, you have to understand the extent or the strength of the spirit man. Amen. Otherwise, you'll be led by the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I making clear? Um, am I being clear so far? Amen. Hallelujah. So let's let's look at when man was created. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. We want to see what happens when God created man. Uh, you, can, you can read sitting down, you don't have to stand up. And the Lord God formed man mm. off the dust of the ground right. and breathed into his nostrils the yes. breath of life. Hallelujah. And man became a living being. Hallelujah. So what, when God was creating man, he took clay, right? He took the dust and he began to mold man, right? And there stood a structure that was without breath, that was without life, right? There stood what? The tent, the outside body. But that body was not, didn't have life in it, did it? No. no, until God breathed, right, life into it. Now, when he breathed life into it, there are two things that, that took, part, took part, hallelujah. Man became what? A living being, right? Now, when the spirit and the, the flesh met, hallelujah, uh, there was the spirit man, and there was something that was formed as a result of this union, which is the soul of a man, right? So this man that we now have in the book of Genesis, Adam, when God created him, he was a man that had the spirit, and he was a man that had a soul, and he was a man that had the body. Amen. 
Now, the order of function. Now, as we read from the book of uh, Hebrew, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 4, we saw the order that God gave us. That he says, uh, in this, actually in the book of uh, 1 Thessalonians, the order of, of rank, right, is supposed to be the spirit, then the soul, then the body, right? The spirit man is the one that's supposed to have preeminence or to be a, a, in a place of dominion and authority, Amen. right? So this was the state in which Adam existed in the garden, right? If you remember, things would come to Adam. God, God would bring animals before Adam and say to Adam, Adam, can you call or name these animals? Now, because Adam was a spirit man, he knew no limitations. Hallelujah. He knew no boundaries because he was operating in the spirit. So he didn't doubt when God brought animals. He didn't look at himself and say, me, right? Because he was not operating in the what? In the flesh. Hallelujah. There are so many things that God would have us to do. But because we are operating in the flesh, we, are, we disqualify ourselves because we are not moving according to the spirit. There are things that God would, 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 would give us, but we don't believe for them because we measure ourselves according to the flesh. Or according to the soul, how am I feeling? I don't feel like I've been healed. It's feelings, right? It's feelings. It's the soul, man. Hallelujah. That's feeling something. And according to feelings, we operate. But Adam, when he existed in the garden, he was not confined to the limitations of the flesh. He was not confined to the limitations of the soul. Hallelujah. So anything God would bring before him, he would say, now you are called a giraffe from today, you are called a lion from today, and it would become so. Hallelujah. Now if we get to that place, that's why I said we are, we are trying to get to a place where we understand the extent of the spirit. Because when you understand the extent of the spirit, like Abraham's, the things that are not, you call them as if they are. Because when you understand who you are in the mirror of who God sees you, you will, be, you will know that you have no limitations. You are not limited to what you can see. That's why the word of God says, they just live not by what? By sight, but by faith. Because by faith, it is the spirit man that's in communication with God and, 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 and downloading what is heavenly and making it so in this realm. Hallelujah. That was the, the place that Adam or the order of things in the garden. Hallelujah. My God, my God. That as a church, we be a people that are spiritual. That as an individual, you begin to understand that you are called to live according to the Spirit. That's why the Word of God says now, He seeks them that worship Him in truth and in spirit. Hallelujah. Because the revelation does not happen to the, to, does not happen to the mind or to the body. Hallelujah. Now, when you see people worshiping God, lifting up their hands, it's because there's a, there's a person or the spirit man has exerted influence to the flesh. I always talk about sometimes we are dignified to worship, right? What is that? It means that the flesh is saying, how can they look at you and see you lifting up hands? How can you prostrate yourself before God? Can't you see that you are wearing a nice suit? Because you are looking at the outside appearances. You are being ruled by the flesh. You are controlled by the flesh, by the desires and the appetites of the what? Of the flesh. Therefore, you are not a spiritual being. 
but you are fleshly. Hallelujah. That's why Christ says, if anyone wants to follow me, he has to what? Take up his own cross and what? And follow me. It means you have to subject your flesh to the will of the Spirit. Amen. Am I making sense this morning? Yes. Hallelujah. We want to, to elevate from a place of being uh, fleshly people. We will not be a fleshly church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we will be a, a, a church that's led of the Spirit. Hallelujah. There are some things we will do that will not make sense to the, to the minds of the people that are looking on the outside. Because they are what? They are spiritually discerned. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. As an individual, there are things. Last week I was talking about Batmias. Hallelujah. That in the flesh he was blind. Right? But because his, his faculties were not constrained to the flesh, he was able to see that Jesus was the son of David. And he knew his salvation was coming through who? Through Jesus. Hallelujah. He was not operating anymore according to the fleshly standards. My Bible tells me in the book of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of Revelation, there was a man called John. Hallelujah. He was on, on, on a, at the Mount of Patmos. He was blind. They had gouged out his eyes. And he says, I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. And I saw, hallelujah, the Lamb of God seated on the throne. He was able to see according to the spirit because his faculties were not limited to the flesh. You'll be able to see without eyes. Hallelujah. You'll be able to hear, not with the hearing of the flesh. Hallelujah. You'll be able to perceive and understand, not with the perception of emotions. Hallelujah. My God. Your emotions will humble themselves to the will of God for your life. Going back to Adam. He was in the garden. He knew no limitations. He knew no boundaries. Hallelujah. He knew nothing. He, no, he didn't know anything called no. Everything to him was possible because he was being led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Then what happened? Then what happened? What happened? Hallelujah. Now I want us to look at what happened. Hallelujah. Because when we understand these things, hallelujah, we'll be able now to say to ourselves and to tear mind in, our, uh, uh, in ourselves who we want to give full control. Hallelujah. Amen. Then what happens? Hallelujah. Uh, can, you, can you read for me Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 16? Whilst you are doing that, um, also get uh, Job 33, verse 4 ready for me. Romans chapter 8, mm. verse 16, you said. The Spirit himself testifies with mm. our spirit Hallelujah. that we are God's children. We are God's children. Right, so I say we read this scripture for me to explain to you that your spirit is different from the spirit of God, right? We hear the word of God telling us that the Holy Spirit testifies with who? With our spirit. That we are who? We are children of God, right? So the spirit of God is different, hallelujah. This is going to be important as well because I, I said next month we are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, the, the function, the works of the Holy Spirit, baptism in the Holy Spirit. So for you to understand when we get to that, it's important to understand here that your spirit is different, hallelujah, from the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. So initially when God breathed life into man, man became a living being, hallelujah. He now had three parts. He became a trinity. When Paul says now, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why he was likening the body to the temple is because at that time the temple had three parts. There is what we call the outer court. 
Now then there is a holy place. And then there is the holy of holies. Hallelujah. So the outer court is what everybody, what is visible to the natural eye. Amen. Amen. Then there is a part called the, the holy place. In the holy place, they light there's uh, what is called uh, the manura or a candle, a candle stand. That is uh, seven, uh, seven branches that are burning. So it's a place of illumination or a place of revelation, right? It's a place of enlightenment. So when we talk about the soul, we, we talk about the place where your, your, your intellect is at work, the place where your understanding is at work, the place where your emotions, your feelings, everything uh, that can be sensed, hallelujah, is at work. Then we talk about the inner man, which is the spirit man, which is the holy of holies. So that's why Paul was giving that allegory, that comparison of your body to what? To, 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 uh, uh, to, 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 to the temple. Amen. Uh, going on, all right, so, so through the body, we said that's how you come into contact with the, with the natural world, right? That's through the body. The spirit can subdue the body, right, through the medium, which is the soul. So as Adam was existing in the garden, the spirit was the one who was the dominant being, right? The dominant part of a human being. Then through, because he was dominant, this, the soul, right, is a medium, right, through which the spirit will communicate to the body to do certain things, right? I, I gave an example of lifting up your hands, right? The word of God says he has chosen the, what, the foolish things to confound the wise. To somebody, when they look at that intellectually, it doesn't make sense. Even praying to somebody doesn't make sense. To the, to the faculties, it doesn't make sense. But when your spirit man is communicating to your soul, right, then if he is dominant, he tells your soul right, to do or to will. Because the soul, that's where your will is. Right? Your desire to do something. Right? When your spirit man is, 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 is dominant, is active, that spirit man will, will, will tell your emotions. Uh, when you don't feel it or you feel it, you will lift up your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. You will sing praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Whether you feel it or not, because your, your spirit man is communicated to the, what? to the soul, and the soul has given an instruction to the body to obey. Amen. That's how the man was in the garden. Then something happened, hallelujah. In the garden of Getsman, uh, sorry, in the garden of Eden, we see now uh, the woman Eve. She's having a conversation. I want you to take a look at this because this is how the enemy comes to us. Amen. He comes first. He says, yes, the Lord, hallelujah. Let's, let's look at scripture. Hallelujah. I think it's Genesis chapter 3, 2 verse 17. Then we'll also read Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. So let's read Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. We want to look at the 4, and we'll also look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Genesis chapter 2, verse, uh, no, verse 17. Mm. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Hallelujah. So God gives a commandment. You will not eat of the tree of good and knowledge, of, of, of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat it, you will die. You will surely die, right? 
Now, the first thing that comes when the, when the devil comes to Eve, let's, uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. I want you to listen to this question. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, mm -hmm. and was also desirable for gaining wisdom. Oh, my God. For gaining what? Wisdom. wisdom, right? It was good to, first it was good to what? For food and to the, to the eyes. Hallelujah. First for food, which is to the, to the body. So in other words, the desire of the body was there. Then the soul, she wanted wisdom, right? Not knowing. Hallelujah. So in other words, she questioned God, right? She was saying to God, you are depriving me of what is good. So she reasoned in her mind. Right? Against what God has said. And she perceived God to wanting evil for him. In other words, there are things that the word of God says do not do. But the moment you perceive God to be cruel, <laughs> my God, there are times that we perceive God, he, wa he doesn't want us to have fun. He doesn't want us to have joy. Ah, now the moment you perceive that, because God, he knew what he was talking about. He knew that he, there were two trees in the garden. There's one that's usually just reference. There was the tree of life, and then there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Now, so the first thing, her body was enticed. The second thing, her emotions, right, were appealed. So, so this was appeal, appeal, uh, appealing to her in, in all fronts, the body and the soul. Right. The soul wanted wisdom, right? right? Wisdom without... <laughs> The wisdom of this world. She wanted to be knowledgeable. She wanted to be proud in this life. But the moment she pursued the worldly wisdom, she forfeited the godly wisdom that she had. Now this tree, what it would do now? Why God had said for her not to eat it? Because it's a, it's a fruit that would amplify the effects of the soul. Right? And when the effects of the soul are amplified, it means that the dominance of the spirit man is normal. And also now, which means when the soul is now uh, reigning or ruling, right, then we said the word, when the word comes, it divides the what? The soul and the spirit. But there are people that don't know that difference. There's no distinction in their life between the spirit man and the soul. They are like one. They do this. They, what is what makes sense to do. They are led by what makes sense to do. There is no voice of, of uh, that, that small, still voice that speaks, you know, that, that voice that tells you, don't do this, right? That conscience, right? It's not there anymore because they, everything has to make sense for them to do it. If it doesn't make sense to defy the doctor's report, if the doctor said this, that's it, right? Because everything has to be logical. They are led according to the to the soul. So what this tree did was that it amplified the effects of the soul. Now the next time God comes around in the garden, where is Adam and Eve? Adam, Adam and Eve, where are you? They were hiding. Why? God says, why are you hiding? They say, we are naked. How did you know? God asked them, how did you know that you were naked? Right? Because all of a sudden, something that had been dead or something that, we, that, that had been suppressed in them had been enlightened or highlighted or magnified. 
Now they were now able, they were now perceiving things according to what? To their senses and according to the what? To, the, to pride, they hid from God. They were now led according to the flesh. No more by the spirit. And God had told them the day that you eat of this fruit, that day you surely die. Now, did they die that day immediately? No. What was God talking about? He was talking about a what? A spiritual death. Right. What brings life to the spirit man is when that man is in fellowship or is in communion with God. So in other words, separation from God is death. So that day they were separated from God, the spirit man ceased to, to, to function. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we together so far? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm saying this, or we are going through these lessons, so that we, at the end of the day, as an individual, hallelujah, you have to say, you know what, the spirit of God is in me. I remember Christ stand, standing up, uh, he says, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. Hallelujah. There was no claim that he had upon the Son of God because this man was all spirit through and through. Hallelujah. Though in this body we are not of this world. Though in this world we do not live in this world. Hallelujah. You'll be able to know and say, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Are you seated in Christ in heavenly places? Where is your body sitting? Your body is sitting here, but who is in heavenly places? Your spirit man. Hallelujah. And if that spirit man is seated, seated at the right hand of the Father, then you surely say, you know what? It doesn't matter what I'm facing because this is not the ultimate truth. There is a greater truth. The greater truth is that I am a child of God. I'm seated in Christ. And when the Lord said to Christ, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool, he has said that to me. My enemies are being made uh, my footstool. Everything is falling in place for me. Though I don't see it in the physical, but because I don't live according to the physical, I live by faith. I see beyond what the flesh can see. I am a spirit man. I'm not a man that moves according to the desires of the flesh. I'm not a man that moves according to the desires of the soul, but I live. I'm not moved by emotions, but I'm moved by the spirit of God in me. Hallelujah. So in the garden, they said we were naked. They had fallen from the grace of God. They had given up the authority that they had in God. All of a sudden, we have the flesh now having a say. I need to be covered. That's what the flesh was saying. Hallelujah. The intellect said, you sinned against God, you better hide, boy. Then they went and they hid from God. Right? They took fig leaves. They tried to cover their nakedness. They tried to do all these things, right? But the fig leaves could never make them righteous. And it was now up to God to cover again their nakedness. Hallelujah. What a merciful God we have. Even when we mess up, he is a God that stoops and, and, and picks us up from the mighty clay. And he sets our feet upon the rock. My God. In the garden there, they covered themselves with nakedness. Sometimes we try to, 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 to gain the favor of God. Uh, if you were here at Bible study on, on, on Wednesday, uh, we talked about sometimes it's through works of, of, of uh, uh, philanthropy or through works of, 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 uh, of charity, we try to end the favor of God. But that can never reconcile us to God. Hallelujah. God had to kill an animal in the garden. 
Hallelujah. So from the foundation of the earth, God determined that he was going to cover our nakedness. Amen. Though we had been foolish, hallelujah, though we had stretched out our hands to iniquity, ah, but God was still merciful. So we said Eve was tempted. What about Adam? What, what, what about Adam? Was Adam tempted? No. Hallelujah. If we understand this, you understand Christ. Hallelujah. If you understand this revelation, you understand Christ. My Bible tells me that Eve, uh, let's, let's, let's read again uh, Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and mm. also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Mm. Then the eyes of both of them were, were opened, mm -hmm. and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together mm -hmm. and made coverings for themselves. Mm. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Mm. Then the man said, the woman you put here with me, mm -hmm. she gave me some fruit from the tree, and mm. I ate it. Mm. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and mm. I ate. Hallelujah. <laughs> so you see, the, the, none of them took responsibility. Hallelujah. The first step to repentance or to the, to, a, to the restoration of the spirit man is you taking responsibility, owning up to your mistake and saying, God, I am a sinner. Hallelujah. Have mercy on me. Hallelujah. But we see them deferring responsibility. It is the woman that you gave me. Hallelujah. But why did Adam do it? He did it. He disobeyed willingly. Right? He disobeyed willingly. He was led by his emotions. How many times do we disobey God willingly? Knowing that what we want to do is wrong, but we do it anyway. That's what Adam did. Because he loved the woman. He disobeyed God willingly for her. He was led by his affection for the for, for the wife that God had given him. Hallelujah. Now, this is the, we always talk about the first Adam and the last Adam. And also the last Adam. Hallelujah. He was led. Hallelujah. He loved us. Hallelujah. So much more that he gave his only life for us. Amen. Hallelujah. If death came through the disobedience of one man. How much more life through the obedience of another. Hallelujah. So Christ came and he died for us willingly. Hallelujah. He went willingly. He took the cross, carried it up Golgotha willingly. Hallelujah. He knew what he was doing. Hallelujah. He was pierced to the side in the garden. We heard that the Lord said to Adam, uh, he put Adam to sleep and out of his rib he created a woman. Hallelujah. Now Christ was hanging on the cross. They came and they found him dead. They took a spear. They thrust it into his side and the church was birthed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
my God. Because we are the rib of his rib. Hallelujah. Ah, we are from the loins of Christ. The church is a product of the death of Christ. Hallelujah. You are a product of the death of Christ. Hallelujah. He died for you so that the spirit man could be restored. So that authority can be restored to you. So that communion and fellowship can be restored to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. So the we talked about the, 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 the flesh, the flesh being that which is in, in tune with the, with the, with the outward, appearing, outward things. Amen. Then we talked about the, the soul. Hallelujah. Okay. So we talked about the body. And we said it is through the corporal body that man comes into contact with the material world. It gives us world consciousness. Hallelujah. Then we talked about the soul. And we said the soul is the intellect, the emotions from our senses. It gives us what? Self-consciousness. Then we speak about the spirit. Hallelujah. That part that communes with God. Hallelujah. And it gives us what? God consciousness. Hallelujah. It is through the spirit now that you are able to hear God talking to you. Now, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, the, commun the communion that existed between them and God ceased to exist. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So, which means that the, the spirit man was dead. If something ceases to function in the function that it's supposed to function, it's as good as dead. Mm -hmm. That was the case with the, with the spirit man. The spirit man was, was created for fellowship and communion with God. The first thing after they sinned, they ran away from God. Sin keeps you away from prayer. Huh. When you are living in sin, it's hard to go before the Lord and say, God, I love you because you are living in sin. Hallelujah. But may God help us. Hallelujah. May God help us. That we be people that are not of sin, but we be people that are led of the Spirit. Amen. So we see that they hid. That's the first thing they hid. They ran away from God. When you live a life of sin, you will not enjoy fellowship and communion with God. Instead of running to God, you run away from Him. That's where Adam and Eve were. And God banished them from the garden. Hallelujah. How, what, how are you led this morning? Are you led by the flesh? Are you led by the spirit? Or are you led by your soul? Mm. As a church or as an individual? Our desire, hallelujah, my God. I remember several years ago, I was at a place, uh, there's a church called Hillcrest. I would go there for prayers. And the Lord said to me, I said, God, what is my purpose? Then he said, your purpose is to prepare my people for my second coming. Is to prepare my church for when I come. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> that when Christ comes, it's better, hallelujah, that, we are not, that, that you don't get material blessings and make it to heaven than for me to preach blessings and you miss heaven. Hallelujah. It is important. Now the greater blessing is to walk in both. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed on this earth and you're making it to heaven. Amen. That's the life I want. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I want to make it in heaven and in this world. The word of David says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. It does not disqualify that you live a good life in this, in this world. God will bless you when you are his child. Hallelujah. Even more, you'll be able to commune and fellowship with him in the cool of the day. And it's a good thing to wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And it's good to wake up in the morning and say, Father, I just want to check to see if you are on the throne. I know what I'm facing, but I just want to check to see if you are still there. And the Father says, I'm still in control. Do not worry. Do not fret. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. You are my child. Where you go, I'll go. I'll make a way for you. I'll provide for you because you are my child. You are in communion with God. When the wind is coming, when the storms are rising up, you are able to stay, to maintain a state of peace and say, Lord, even if the word of God tells me about a man called Stephen, that they were stoning him to death. And he says, behold, I see heaven open and I see the Son of God standing at the right hand of the Father. You are seeing this in the spirit. Though in the physical, there were stoning him. But in the spirit he was seeing something magnificent. You'll be able to see something magnificent even though your, 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 your condition is in jeopardy but your position is secure. Your position in God is secure. Hallelujah. That's why Christ came. Hallelujah. That's why Christ came to restore the spirit man to a place of communion and fellowship. That's why he came. That's why he put on the nature of the seed of man. Hallelujah. And walked upon the earth. The word of God says he, he, he put on this body. Hallelujah. But his body did not know any sin. Hallelujah. And he obeyed to the point of death. Hallelujah. It was in the garden. Hallelujah. That man willed to disobey God. To disobey God. And it was in a garden, hallelujah, that Jesus Christ said, not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. You better find your garden this morning and say, Father, in Christ, I receive my will. I will say no to the flesh. I will not be led by emotions. I will not be led by my intellect, but I will be led by the Spirit. I will not do what the flesh wants me to do, but I will obey until, Lord, yes, righteousness is made perfect in me. Hallelujah. That's what Christ came to do, to restore you to the Father, to, to quicken the spirit man. Hallelujah. Yeah, that man that was dead. Hallelujah. When we talk about you, when a person is in Christ, we say he is a new creation. Amen. What is that all about? Is he talking about the body? No. Because if, when I received Christ, I was slim. And after I said amen, I was still slim. Hallelujah. Because it was not about the outside appearance. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And immediately when you receive the, 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 the Spirit of God, it doesn't mean that you are going to be much clever immediately than you were yesterday. Hallelujah. You might, at that time, your mind might still be the same. That's why the Word of God says, be transformed by the what? By the renewing of the, of the mind. Hallelujah. Are we together? So the mind then is a process of renewing your mind. Hallelujah. That's where now the word comes and now begins to divide the spirit and the soul. Hallelujah. The body, the soul, and the, and the flesh. Hallelujah. And the spirit man begins to exert influence on the soul. Hallelujah. And the soul will say, Lord, 
I say yes. I say yes. I say yes. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Because the spirit man, hallelujah. What you are saying is, you are saying, Lord, what you will for me to do, that is communicated to me through the what? The spirit man. Hallelujah. The body cannot obey God. It cannot hear God. Hallelujah. It cannot descend the things of the spirit. It requires your spirit man. Hallelujah. Are we together so far? Read for me as we come to the closure. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 to 11. Now let's see why Christ came to do. We talked about how in the garden he won back our willpower. Your ability to say yes to the Lord and say no to your flesh and say no to the world and say no to emotions. Hallelujah. He is reversing the effects of what Adam and Eve had done in the garden. Matthew chapter um, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert. Led by the Spirit into the desert. Look, listen to what then happened. To be tempted. To be tempted. Hallelujah. Because Adam and Eve had been tempted. Hallelujah. But now Christ is reversing all the effects of the devil upon our lives. So he's led. Why would the spirit lead him to be tempted? Hallelujah. He's leading him to return back the victory that we had lost. Hallelujah. What the position that Adam had abdicated, you are returning. You are getting that position back. Read for me. And after fasting 40 mm. days and 40 nights, and 40 nights hallelujah. he was hungry. He was hungry. Hallelujah. The Listen. The yes. tempter came to him and mm -hmm. said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Stop there for a little bit. What is the devil appealing to? To the flesh. To the body. He is hungry 40 days. He hasn't eaten nothing. Hallelujah. And he says to him, if you are the son of God. Hallelujah. He comes now. Has the Lord said this to you? Hallelujah. If you are. You think the devil doesn't know that Christ is the son of God? He knows. But he comes and he says, if you are the son of God, I know you are hungry. Forty days and no joke, hallelujah. And he says, if you are the son of God, turn this bread, these stones to bread. But what did Jesus say? Jesus answered, mm. it is written, hallelujah. man does not live on bread alone. On bread alone, hallelujah. As you feed the, the, the flesh, so you have to feed, hallelujah, in the spirit, hallelujah. You have to feed, oh my God, I wish, I'd, I'd, I, I wish we had already taught about speaking in tongues, but we'll get there. We are just laying the foundation for greater things in the future. Let's go. But on every word that mm. comes from but from the every word that comes from the word of God. Hallelujah. He's talking now and saying, my spirit is in communion with God. I'm led at a different level. I'm fed at a different level. My appetites are at a different level. My appetites are spiritual. Hallelujah. When he says something to me that satisfies me. Hallelujah. My God. Then the devil took him to the holy city. Hallelujah. And had him stand on the highest point he took the him temple. to the pinnacle of the city. And what did he say to him? If you are the son of if God. If you are the, again? <laughs> if you are the son of God, do what? Throw yourself down, mm -hmm. for it is written. 
Hallelujah. He will command his angels mm -hmm. concerning you. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. What is the devil appealing to? Yeah, to his soul, to pride. Show yourself. Show yourself. Show yourself. Hallelujah. Show off. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let your pride show that you are the son of God. That you are all powerful. Hallelujah. Go ahead. And Jesus answered, mm -hmm. it is also written. It is also written. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is, the word is descending. Hallelujah. It's separating. Hallelujah. The soul and the spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit and the flesh. Hallelujah. The Lord your God to the test. Mm -hmm. Again, the Hallelujah devil took again. him to a very high mountain mm -hmm. and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Showed him all like this. he showed Eve the fruit in the garden and said, now look, the whole world can be yours. Hallelujah. Uh, but Christ then, what did Christ say? Away from me, Satan. Away from me, devil. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to tell the devil, get away from me. To hell with you, devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For it is written, My God. Worship the Lord your God. Worship the Lord your God. Only. And serve him only. It is what? Return. Hallelujah. You have to be a person that leads by the word. Hallelujah. If we are going to be known for anything as a church, it's that we are a church that leads by the word. Hallelujah. My God, may you lead by the word. Come on, somebody stand up to your feet. Hallelujah. God is doing something today. Your faculties, hallelujah, you are being transformed to where you are no longer led by the flesh, but you are led by the spirit. You are no longer led by the soul, but you are led by the spirit. Oh, when Christ came, he was restoring men. He was restoring men. So when you say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. <laughs> my God. My God, the spirit man is quickened. He is once more alert to the voice of God. He is once more alert to the will of God for your life. He is once more alert. Hallelujah. And the order is returned to what it's supposed to be. The spirit, the soul, then the body. And the body will do the bidding of the spirit man hallelujah my god you will not travel on journeys that you are not supposed to travel anymore you will not go where you are not supposed to go anymore hallelujah your hands will not be stretched out to what you are not supposed to touch anymore your body is the temple of the living god he bought you for a price you are important to him you are valuable to him. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Hallelujah. Because he loves you. Hallelujah. Listen. My God, there is power in this place today to break the power of addiction. 
addiction operates in the flesh. But here God is breaking it. Hallelujah. If you were here Wednesday, there was a testimony that was given. I'm just going to ask my, my dad, Mr. Tsukara, to come and give that testimony he gave again. He talked about how he used to smoke. I want him to come and give that testimony again and what happened in his life. This is, when it comes to the word of God, it is practical, very practical, very practical. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I am so humbled um, this morning um, by the spirit of the living God in this place. Um, the Bible says we are not ashamed of this gospel mm. because it is the power mm. unto salvation. Praise the Lord. Um, I uh, attended a boys' high school. It was an old boys. It's St. Faith's. So what we grew up knowing is that men smoke. You know, we just do whatever men can do because it was a boys' old school. So that's how I learned smoking. So I used to smoke. We used to drink until we get drunk. Just drink a little occasionally. Uh -uh. It was part of our daily walk to drink. Amen. Amen. But to the glory of God, this word was taught, it was preached to me, I accepted the Lord. Now, what, here's what happened to smoking. Smoking is a very, very dangerous addiction. You cannot just say to yourself, I want to smoke and just, just quit smoking. It will ne not let you go. It will not. So, now, after I received Christ and I tried to continue smoking in secret, in other words, I would go where nobody could see me and try to smoke. There was a guilt in me. You know, uh, it would be like I've committed murder or I've committed a sin. And that's how I knew that it was not the will of God anymore upon my life to continue to smoke. My, ask, my wife can testify. I used to smoke in the house. I used to smoke everywhere. I was a chain smoker. But by the grace of God, the spirit of the living God will not allow me to continue to smoke. So that's how beautiful our God is. Not by man's doing, but by his grace and by his doing. These days, my prayer is that I may know the word of God. It is good to know the word of God. What is the most valuable thing to do is to do what the word of God tells you to do. Amen. That's what will help us to, um, you know, please God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You just heard a testimony right there of someone who initially they were led by the appetites of the flesh, but God intervened and gave him the power. Now, God does not demand on you to do something that he has not given you the ability to overcome. He will give you the ability and the strength. Amen. Hallelujah. There are so many types of addictions. Some it might be pornography. Hallelujah. There are so many types 
of addictions. But God, Christ, when he was in the garden, the word of God says he began to sweat. Sweat like drops of blood. He was fighting the addiction. He was fighting the addiction. So that out of you, you don't have to fight it anymore. Today can be a day of a turnaround. There is grace in this place. The power of God is in this place. The anointing of God is in this place to break that bondage. You will not live in bondage anymore. You will not live a slave anymore. You will not live a slave anymore. You are free. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. I want to pray for somebody. I want you to make your way. If you say, I am here, I need prayer. There are some things that I need to let go in the flesh. But God, I need your strength. Come on, I need you to make your way. I'm going to pray for you. The power of God is here. The anointing of God is here. Everybody pray for your life. You are the prophet of your life. You know the things that are hindering you. You know the things where you are fighting, where you are struggling. God is saying, I'm here to redeem you. I'm here to heal you. I'm here to save you. I'm here to set you free. The anointing is here. Come on, somebody pray for your life. And say, God, quicken in me the inner man. Quicken in me the spirit man. Set me free. Break chains. Break chains. Break chains. Break chains. Break chains. Break chains. I break the backbone of addiction. I break the backbone of addiction in the name of Jesus. Your people are free. Your children are free. I break, I break, I break in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Come stand with me. God is doing something. Come on, continue to pray where you are. There is something God is doing. You will no longer be led by the flesh, but you will be led by the spirit. Oh, God is doing something. God is doing something. God is doing something. Come on, somebody, continue to pray. Continue to pray and say, God, not by emotions. Don't be led by pride this morning. Refuse for pride to take dominion in you. Refuse for pride to take authority over you. And say, God, I'm setting aside pride. Oh, for years when I set aside pride, you heal me. You set me free. You redeem me. You heal me. You wash me anew. Oh, shatakaba sete bababa. Rekete mondoboka. Retere bo shantama kasantarama. Rete bo kosotoro bo shantama. Rekete re re bo shantama. Rete bo kotoro bo shantama. Re 